and welcome to the latest episode of the Oakland A's UK podcast. I'm your host, Matt Smith. This is episode 17, and we're recording on Sunday, September the 13th, ahead of the A's game against the Rangers. So it's been a bit of a mixed bag this week for the Oakland A's, it has to be said. Good news in terms of the results, not so good on the injuries, but that's the life of a baseball team. There's good and bad, and we go through it all as fans, and we've got the whole A's UK crew on the line today. So starting off with Dom. Dom, you look a bit worn out from your half marathon, but how are you going? Not too bad. I'll good. survive. I've got, uh, I've got all my tech out so that I can watch, uh, and, and you'll see I'm not in A's gear for once. I've got a Falcons top on and an A's cap. So uh, I've got I've got two teams in action tonight. So I've got multi-screen going on, and I think uh, depending on how badly the Falcons are losing in the first quarter, I suspect the A's will get the big screen. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems incredible, really. Everything's coming around so quickly, and I know we've had it with the football too. I mean, it looks like the football here in the UK has never gone away, really. But we're now getting into was, the tail end of the MLB season and you've got NFL starting, football starting. It's a, there were those five days without football, those five days of dark times. The dark days, yeah. <laughs> dark days. Yes. And also on the line is Hannah. Hannah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much, Matt. Good, good. Yes, enjoying the football. Are you much of an NFL fan? I, I'll have to be honest, I take a vague interest, but not too deeply. But... Um, I am. I, I used to support the Raiders, but... Um, mm. I just I could never go back from the move. So there's only I one didn't, football team in Oakland. It's the Roots. The Roots. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I didn't choose my um, my uncle's baseball team. I chose the A's, which I think is the right decision. Um, but I'm going to choose his football team. So I think I'm going to defect to the 49ers. Ooh. There's a there's a look on Dom's face there that you'll miss out on the podcast. But um, no, no, <laughs> you're not, not impressed, not, not. Dom. <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine what people listening think of that. <laughs> Die-hard Ra- uh, Raiders fans who've abandoned them because they've gone to Vegas or maybe even stuck with them. Defecting <laughs> to the arch rivals. <laughs> well, it's all right. I can live with it. A rival from many good at the moment. It's better than the Eagles. The 49ers, the 49ers are decent. Yeah, the 49ers had a good season last year. They've got um, Mike Shanahan as their manager, who came from the Falcons. He got the Falcons to a Super Bowl as offensive coordinator. Um, so I keep, a, I keep a keen eye on him. I have a bit of a soft spot for, for, for both teams from the Bay Area, to be honest. I don't, don't engage in that rivalry. Um, but for moving, I'm dropping the Raiders like a, like a hot potato. Yeah, I um, had to do the same. Yeah, it's a very strange thing. I know we've spoken about it in the past, the whole idea of franchises and teams just up in a move and seems completely oh. wrong. But um, If that happened to the A's, I would be absolutely, I don't, yeah. that's just not. I mean, there's a topic for the off-season, isn't it? What would you do? Yeah. Anyway, we won't think about that now. Let's stick to the nice stuff. Well, actually, we're not going to stick to the nice stuff. We're going to go straight to the injuries. Let's stick to the current bad stuff and um, delve into the injuries. So, yes, it's been a good week for the results for the A's, but not for the injuries. So, starting off, Dom, you always say, ain't nobody like Matt Chapman. And unfortunately, we're going to find out that the hard way, aren't we? Matt Chapman had been playing through an injury to his right hip, had an MRI scan at the start of the week that didn't look good, revealed some sort of tendonitis and things. But um, surgeons have looked at it, and he is going to have to undergo... Um, surgery for a torn hip labrum 
So that is Matt Chapman out for the rest of the season. By all accounts, it's fairly, as far as any surgery is standard, it's fairly standard surgery and rehab. So currently no concerns about him being able to come back just like before, but going under the knife is always a risk. Guys, this is a, a big blow, however much we try to pretend otherwise. Yeah. Um, if I could sing, I'd sing a, a, a sort of downbeat, slow, instrumental version of Ain't Nobody. I'll, I'll make a little minor, a, minor key version. <laughs> minor key version, yeah. Um, yeah, tremendously bad news. You know, it broke, broke yesterday. Um, just, I, I think we were all a bit down at first. And then we started talking each other up. And then, uh, and then I had the thought, didn't we win the World Series in 72 without Reggie Jackson? Like and now I'm convinced we're going to win the World Series again. <laughs> okay. So that lasted for all of five minutes then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the worry lasted five minutes. It, 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 it is, it is it's sad if we, you know, in some ways it's sad if we win it for Matt Chapman, um, but I'm sure, he'd be, I'm sure he'll be right behind the team the whole way through. And uh, I, I think... I think we've got enough in the tank. I think we've uh, we've we've got enough. I mean, he wasn't batting terribly well. No, I mean that's been the thing when you look at look at how he's been doing this season. He's now come out and said it was bothering him all season, and you kind of could tell that he wasn't quite himself. Could you? You know. Yeah. So it's tough to lose him, but if you know, if if this is a situation, have your surgery and be ready to roll for the start of next season rather than trying to play through it, not playing as well as you like, maybe making it even worse for next year, I think. He'll come back because stronger next year, part human, part robot. Good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's already got like a robot power arm. Maybe he'll get robot legs as well. That'd exactly, be good. exactly. If yeah, it slides no so strongly that it... Uh, <laughs> He gets safe whatever he does. <laughs> yeah. Now, Hannah, there was, um, I mean, it's certainly, well, I guess you might call it a silver lining to the cloud, was potentially going to be Chad Pinder getting some more time because it looked like it was going to be third base, bit of a mile machine, and then Chad Pinder. But it goes from bad to worse for us because yesterday on Saturday, Bob Melvin said that Pinder suffered a right hamstring strain in the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. Looks like he's going to be out as well, Hannah. Oh, devastated. Um, I think a little bit more than I was about um, Chapman, just just because of where uh, Pinder can play, but also because I picked him as my um, player of my, (laughs) as the player of the unsuspecting player of the year. And I thought, oh, this is his chance because he hadn't got much playing time. This is his chance to like make a run on Mark Connor. or whoever it is that... that... Mark Carner's unassailable lead for this uh, topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's very sad news. But on on the upside, we do have, you know, a glut of talent who can be flexible around around those positions. So, um, and and Simeon's back as well, so it could have been worse. Yeah, and that's the thing, because, you know, we'd had the fitness issues with Marcus and came back into the lineup on Tuesday, I think it was, for the first game of the doubleheader. And... Bob Melvin has talked about the fact that, look, he's okay, but it's not like he's completely back to normal and we are going to have to manage his workload a little bit, maybe get him a few days off, which when you look at the schedule, we've got so many games as it is anyway, but we have got a bit of a lead. 
you know, it would be very unlikely for us not to make the playoffs. So there is the potential. It's not like it's going to be down to one win at the end of the season to make the playoffs. So hopefully that gives us a bit of breathing space. If we want to get Marcus a day off every now and then, we can do so, I hope. Um, a half day off when we're doing double headers. Yeah, <laughs> stupid seven-inning double headers. <laughs> that, that upset you. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll save that for when we talk about the game. <laughs> So, yeah, we do have Simeon back, at least. And just looking through the, the injuries, it showed, one, I think, the signing of Tommy Destella, although he wasn't a flashy trade signing, these injuries have shown the value of that, I think, because he is someone who's not set the world alight, but has been steady, steady in the field, steady at the plate. And if we had gone with, say, Franklin Barreto, and I'll go back to the topic last week, Seeing some growing pains from him whilst you've still got Chappie and Semyon going as per usual, you can carry that. But with Lowe's, with Chappie out, with Semyon maybe a bit banged up, having that sure presence at second base, Dom, probably will turn out to be a good thing for us. He's been superb, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Um, every time every time I see him, he's, he's diving about like Superman and he's batting well, he's getting on base. Um, I, think, I, I think that's turned, well... Touch wood, but I think I think that'll be an okay signing, and I yeah. hope um, to go further. I really hope that um, the A's put their hands in their pockets and keep him. I think he'd be I think he'd be a really good player to to, to keep hmm. going into next season, assuming that they can afford it or make it work. Yeah, and he, he's the type of guy who he isn't going to be commanding a huge contract. It's just whether there's another team with much bigger pockets than us than wants a second baseman and is prepared to go above what we are prepared to offer. But there's definitely some potential to keep hold of him, I would say. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna enter into like sort of hyperbole and stuff, but it already feels like he fits in. Like you yeah. just gauging the Twitter reaction and everything, he he's a fit. Like we should just try and keep players like that. And he's very good. I mean he's he's probably the best that we've got at second base, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think there's no doubt about that currently. So he's proved to be a good signing so far, and hopefully we can keep him beyond this season. Female machine, as people like to call him, whether that's how you are supposed to pronounce it, I still aren't quite clear. But I'm calling it, him it the is. machine. I can confirm it is. So, so Dom, is that Matt Chapman coming back? The machine. Matt Chapman's coming back, part human, part machine. All right. Well, we've already got a part machine <laughs> in our infield. And he was a guy we picked up in a Rule 5 draft or got far a trade connected to that at the start of the season. And one of the reasons why they went after him was because he's someone who hopefully will hit, not going to be a star hitter, but somebody who can hit, contribute at a plate, but can also play multiple positions. He's actually played all four infield positions so far in this short season so and he's looked pretty good at third base he's made a couple of errors but other than that he's looked pretty good so that's been nice for him to get some playing time at least and it looks like Seth Brown has been called up uh, essentially to take Chappie's place on the roster he's obviously not a like-for-like replacement but again he was someone who came up in the second half of last season Hannah and looked pretty good to be honest played mainly in outfield a bit of first base when needed so another lefty bat that's not a bad thing no, no. Um, and he did really well. I think he was a, a fan favourite because I think everyone was clamouring for him to play this year. Mm. Um, I got to see him at Yankee Stadium at the back end of last year um, and I liked him straight away. So uh, yes. I think that's. I think it's good that we've got someone like that to, to whip up 
when such a star talent goes down. Yeah. And we could say the same also to Sheldon Noisy. And I spoke about him on the WhatsApp chat um, earlier. He's someone who came up again near the end of last season, filled in at second base and did a good job there. And his history really is as a third baseman and clearly in the A's organization. Generally speaking, he's not going to find playing time at third base when Chappie's around. So this gives him an opportunity potentially, if they do call him up, to come in at third base. Although the news is that the A's are trying to sign a third baseman called Jake Lamb, who's been with the Diamondbacks. He was uh, designated for assignment by the Diamondbacks. Hasn't been hitting very well, to be honest. Um, but I guess maybe they're looking at him in a bit of a Tommy DeStella kind of veteran present sort of signing that they know we've got these key guys out, particularly someone like Chappie, who's not just a great player, but is very focal in the locker room. Maybe if that's the sort of person he is, then if he can contribute on the field, but also contribute off the field, maybe that would be a good signing, Dom. Yeah, I think so. I think at this stage, um, you, you, you're, trying to, <laughs> you're trying to replace Matt Chapman via platoon, aren't you, really? Um, there's not going to be a like-for-like replacement. Albeit um, some of these guys, you know, if they get on a hot streak, might might hit better than Chappie was doing up until the point that he, yeah. Yeah. you know, stopped. <laughs> I mean, Jake Lamb is someone who's been an all-star in the past and don't like to mention the giant success of recent years, but it was something they did quite well in their World Series wins, whereby they picked up the odd guy, second half of the season, who didn't really think much of and they got hot at the right time and kind of became a hero so maybe I mean uh, the news Who? is from the Mercury News Shana Rubin says that um, he's pretty much likely to sign but he can't sign until Monday because that's when we would be able to get him so yeah maybe he will come in and Lamb will be the star we'll have to wait and see on that perhaps he'll also be on base when that's Mark Carner hits the winning walk-off home run <laughs> Um, who else is with alongside? Uh, I the, thought Lestella was on base as well. Right, they, there's, Mike Mann is going to be on gonna, base. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to be pinch running for someone. Um, <laughs> no, Mike Miner's on the giant snail. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've got to fill the bases. It's going to be a walk-off grand slam to take the record of walk-off grand slams in a single season. Um, and clinch the World Series. And clinch the World Series in the same in the same play. Well, I'm looking forward to it anyway. <laughs> Speechless. Speechless. If we get to yeah. the World Series and it's the, it's the deciding game and the batting order allows this to happen, how excited are we going to be? I won't be able to watch. <laughs> I mean, we're never going to hear the end of it from you, but you know, I would almost take that, to be honest, Tom. I would almost take it. Well, we're still very optimistic despite the injury news and there was one more that we do need to pick up on and that is AJ Puck now. In a sense, he isn't a loss to the team directly in that he hasn't played for us this season anyway, but he was looking to be very close to actually being called up to the roster, at least to be in a bullpen, and unfortunately had lingering issues with his shoulder, and it looks like he is going to have to undergo surgery. Shoulder surgery for a pitcher is always bad news, but we've seen that Sean Maniah came back from it, and Certainly, there have been a few bumps in the road, as you'd expect, with his return from injury. But Sean's been really good lately. So it's a real shame for him because he's such a talented young player who just can't stay healthy. But, yeah, in terms of this year, Hannah, I guess none of us were expecting a lot from him in the sense of how things were going. So in that way, it's not a loss. But clearly, it would be better to have him than not. Yes, it absolutely would. Um, Especially when, you know, we're 
in the position where we're having to call up because we're playing so many games we're calling up players that maybe haven't had that much game time from the minor mm. leagues um but one positive thing about the puck injury is that I noticed that the surgeon surgeon is the um, El Atache fella um, or El Atrasher with the appropriately named for someone who fixes arms. Um, so that's that's quite a... I thought that was quite a good. And I'm sure he's had that, that operation with him as well before or some kind of operation. I think he he did his Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Him, I, must say. I, I, I so. think that this is the saddest injury of the week, to be honest. Mm. Um, Chapman's got one that he'll come back from. Pinder's got something by comparison to the other two relatively innocuous. Mm. This one th- this one casts, I think, significant doubt. You know, a player that age to undergo two surgery. I mean, he basically hasn't come back from Tommy John and gone off with another no. um, injury which requires surgery. That that, that worries me. Um, and that, that makes me sad because I like AJ Puck. He was... He, he was on fire when he was good last last year before the Tommy John so uh, I don't know if obviously the Chapman Chapman one made me very sad but this one worries me as much as it makes me sad yeah I think that's absolutely right the others should be fine especially like you say with Pinder that should be a minor thing but this is the sort of setback that you know I mean it may be a year before he can get back on the mound maybe and that's going to be the end of next season so then maybe he's not really going to be back firing until 2022 and that's a lot of time he would have lost unfortunately um, it's similar to Caprellian as well because he's yeah. kind of quite old now and he's had quite a lot of injuries and he's not had that chance to have the playing time um, like you say, the Chapman and Pinder I know it's different positions but they've mm. already embedded themselves as you know major league players um, so like you worry it could be a bit like James and, um. yeah and hopefully not but it, it's always the issue with pitchers and we know that every team has these types of injuries with their pitching staff so that's why you try and bring through as many as possible because you never know with pitchers arms and talking about bringing people through obviously one of our young starting pitchers did make his major league debut on Saturday didn't go well for him let's put that out to one side straight away. Dalton Jeffries, yeah, really struggled in that first inning. But I think the key thing with him is that he's basically not pitched for a year. I know he's been pitching a bit in development camp, but just looking through his stats, he, I mean, he hasn't pitched in AAA at all so far. He may pitched 64 innings in AA last year with the Rock Hounds, but that's as far as he's got through the minor league system. Uh, his last competitive outing was on August 15th against one of your favourite teams, Don, the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Oh, the Amarillo Sod Poodles, what yeah. a name. So, yeah, so that was his last start, August 15th last year. So although he's been doing work, that's completely different to actually competing at AAA or AA and then making your major league debut. So Bob Melvin was very good after the games and you know he's probably amped up or nervous. That's not the Dalton Jeffries we know and the Dalton Jeffries we expect to see in future in the A's green and gold. So Dom, it was a shame for him, but I would say it's more down to circumstances than anything we can lay on him. And it's always a way I try to keep off A's Twitter sometimes because you just get some nutters on there basically. You want to write the guy off completely. Yeah, It'll come good for us in the end. Ne- never go on, never go on the Oakland Days Facebook group. <laughs> in that case, Matt. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, the guy, the guy's a rookie pitcher. You covered it. He, he's not played in a year. He's warming up. 
if we want something out of him, we've got to give him a bit of a chance. We've got to give him time. We're in a, the very fortunate position where we can probably give him that yeah. without really endangering our prospects of uh, making the postseason and, and even potentially positioning within the postseason, making sure that we have home advantage. So give him more time, give him more of a chance. Uh, he won't be the first rookie to have a bad start and then come good. So Exactly. And it will be interesting to see what we do with the pitch and staff as we move forward because we've still got some double headers to come. And yeah, there's lots of innings there to have to get through. And we know how good the bullpen has been, but we want that bullpen to still be firing when we get to the postseason. So that's one thing, you know, bringing up a guy like Dalton Jeffries, maybe Caprillian, maybe players like that, it gets them some experience at least. And they at least get something out for a season in the way that they're not going to otherwise because there's been no minor league baseball all year. That lack of minor league baseball development is going to be something that I think every team is going to have to look at in terms of next season. And you would like to think teams will be getting back playing in the minor leagues next year, but still it's a year lost for many of them. So at least Dalton Jeffries, I'm sure, will be disappointed with his major league debut because it's such a big moment in his life. But he knows what the situation was and it's still a good experience for him in the long term, I hope. He still got six outs. Exactly. Yeah. He came back in that second inning and pitched a, a good second inning, which hopefully will give him some confidence back. And he's a guy who hardly ever walks anyone, and he walked two batters in that inning. So I think it was a mixture of really not being game ready because of the situation and the nerves and excitement of Major League debut. And that's what we can put it down to. I hope he does get another start I, I'd it, again it depends on how the pitching staff needs to shape up for the schedule but I'd like him to get another start just to try and get a good one under his belt but we'll see if Bob Melvin can fit that in so moving on to the good news it has been a good week for the A's when it comes to results and there's no better way to put um, the down feeling of injuries to one side than doing over the Astros the A's won four or five against Houston. Beautiful results for us, Dom. You, you know, especially, I mean, Loriano getting a walk off on Wednesday. You couldn't ask for anything more than that. Could have asked. Oh, yeah. And, and which, um, was it Bassett's game? Seven scoreless innings. Seven and that, was that yep. the same game that Loriano caught all three outs in the, uh, in the uh, ninth mm. inning? Yeah. Might have uh, been, yeah. Very pleasing, very pleasing results. Yes, that shut them up. <laughs> yeah, so Bassett pitched seven scoreless on Monday. Um, KD as well, Hannah, on Tuesday. I mean, we can't expect him to come up now and replace Chappie's bat. But two for three on Tuesday with a home run. Fingers crossed that there may be something for KD this season. Yes, fingers crossed. Um, I like to think he's saving himself for the past season. Um you know, giving pitchers, lulling them into a false sense of security and then, then he'll break out. Um, Playing the long game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bloody long but, game. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, I really enjoyed the home run though because it was kind of really flat and really fast, whereas, you know, some of them, they're just kind of moonshots and then they seem yeah. to be, that was it. But this to me was like, I don't know, it sounds really strange, but it felt like it was a grafter's home run. Yeah. You know, it really put a lot of work, <laughs> really put a lot of effort into getting that over the wall. <laughs> and it was a typical 
you know Chris Davis is hitting well when he goes home runs to right centre field, yes, not pulling the ball. Yes. You know, that's yeah. where he, that that's hopefully a good sign of just his approach at a plate, that if he's got a good approach at a plate and is hitting with power, maybe he can rescue the season and be a big factor for Leo's. We know he's got it in him. Talking about a big factor in terms of home runs, Hannah and I did go for Ole to be the team's leader in home runs, didn't we, Dom? And um, he made it 100 career MLB home runs on Tuesday, hit a grand slam as well. He's going very well, isn't he, Dom? Davis will catch him up. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you go for Chappie on that one? Did I? No, I, no, I, I went, went for, Chris went for Davis. Davis. The Davis double. Oh, did you? I thought, I thought no, Jay I went... went for KD and so you had to go for some more. No, no, that's where I picked Karner for, for surprise oh. player. Um, now, on home runs, me and Jay had uh, Davis. I had 14, he had 16. So you end up with a beer if, if it becomes 15. That's right. We was going to have to go some, but uh, I mean, that would be a great way to get in the playoffs. Are we including playoffs in that title? I think I think we'll have to, to <laughs> yeah. give us a chance. Okay. <laughs> and talking about one of our favourites, always one of our favourites, is Sean Manaya, And he has had some ups Sean and downs. Sean Manaya, Sorry, we've got to sing something today, haven't we? We can't sing the Chapman song. We can do. Not melodious enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sean Manaya came back from shoulder surgery last year. Probably he was so good in those regular season starts. We probably were setting our expectations too high for him this year. But seven innings pitched on Thursday, gave up one run on only two hits. Looked like classic Sean there, Hannah. Oh, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed that performance. Um, and and to go. I can't even remember the pitch count, but I'm sure it was, was it in the 70s when Something he was like pulled? That, yeah. yeah. So it shows that, you know, he could have gone on for a lot longer. I'm glad they took him out because he had such a good start and I didn't want anything to ruin it. But yeah, it, it was just wonderful. And he looked like he was enjoying it as well. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably why, why he played a bit better. Um, but yeah, that velocity was, was up again. It was. So, yeah, that's been a good sign to see, hasn't mm, it? Because, I mean, yeah. he's never been a really big blazer he's never been someone who's really relied on a 97 mile per hour fastball but he he clearly had diminished in his velocity and you'd expect that considering he had the issues that led to the shoulder surgery and then coming back from it you would expect his velocity to be down a bit but he's really started picking up so add that to the slider and his change up and he's looking really good the smiling assassin that is Sean Manaya. yes and um Auckland's yeah like biggest his, cheerleader yeah exactly <laughs> And like you say, Hannah, it was good that they, they, you know, they didn't leave him in too long because mm-hmm. I can't remember which game it was with Mike Fires, but he, I think he'd had six good innings and then gave up a few runs at the top of the seventh. When you can understand, given the amount of games we've got, if he thinks that a starting pitcher has another inning in him, he wants to use that rather than go to the bullpen again. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's good to kind of cut your losses and think, or not cut your losses, but say, you've given me six good innings we'll leave it there and you can take the confidence of that into the next one. But yeah. I think that's what's going to happen for Manaya, And that was great. So four wins out of five against the Astros. And then we went on to face the Rangers in what are we calling it again? In the egregious waste of public funds park. That's the one. Which may be holding the World <laughs> Series by all accounts. So we may be celebrating a World Series triumph there, Dom. We will um, be. Yeah, it's we'll need be a banner. Yeah. Mark Carner is going to hit the walk-off home run. <laughs> In the last game. 
with Tommy Lestrella and uh, who was it? Uh, someone else on bass. <laughs> I remember. Was it Sheldon Noisy or was it someone else? I don't think it was Noisy. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Technicalities. If I keep saying it, it'll have to happen. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we said last week, if you keep saying everyone, you've got a yeah. chance of getting it right somewhere along yeah, Sheldon Noisy will hit the walk-off home run. Okay. <laughs> Good. Or would it be KD? That was it. Oh. No, it wasn't KD. KD, yeah, KD to go to 14 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> but not beyond 14 home runs. No, no, no. So I'm getting the beers rather than buying them. <laughs> so, yes, the Texas series is taken two before the first. Three, one on Friday night, jumping on Texas's starter, Luis Garcia, not the one you know enough, Tom. From <laughs> no, not, not did you have? I, did you have a song Lewis. for him? Luis Garcia, he drinks sangria. He came from Barca to give us joy. He's five foot seven. He's football heaven. Oh, please don't take our Lewis away. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas Rangers not Lewis, was not so good. <laughs> yeah. um, if there were any Rangers fans in the ballpark, they wouldn't have been singing a song in praise to him. Uh, what was it? I can't remember now. I remember, well, we won 10-6, knocked him out fairly early. Um, and Sean Murphy hit an absolute monster of a home run. Big boy home run. Yeah, I know. A big boy <laughs> home run, as I like to call it. So, Sean Murphy has hit five home runs. Bearing in mind, you can hit a home run in most ballparks by just going over 330 feet down the lines. Sean Murphy has hit five home runs this season. What is your guess for the average distance of his five home runs so far this season? 417 feet. Oof. That's Hannah's go. What are you going for, Dom? Higher, lower? 416 feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hannah will be delighted to know that oh. Dom's, Dom's sneakiness went the wrong way because it is yes. in fact 428.4 feet. Monster. Oh, fantastic. I've won something. There you go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner for Hannah. Extra beer tonight? Yes. Yeah, you can have an extra one tonight. Cheers. Just celebrate. Cheers. <laughs> On brand. I think it's As recent always. one was 464 feet or something. And the fact that it, I know it's, it's a real loss not to our fans in the stadium, but with that one in Texas's stadium, there were no fans there. And you really got the, the joy of hearing the crack on the bat because it was deadly silent. And then it was just wham, the crack on the bat. It was unbelievable. He can hit them a long way. And he has, I know Bob Melvin has been talking about how well he's developing as a catcher behind the plate. And I don't think the A's expect him to be a big average hitter in terms of batting average, 280 or something like that. But he is someone who, when he really gets into his major league career two or three years down the line, he could be hitting 15, 18 home runs at potential goal glove defense. And that's one hell of a catch at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, think he's, I think he's a potentially catcher for the long term, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, he's, well, yeah, you've covered it. <laughs> big boy home runs he'll improve his batting average but while he's hitting those sorts of things who cares yeah, who cares exactly I think that's sometimes the way if you're, a, if you're a catcher and you're giving a lot from your fielding perspective so long as you can hit a home run run into one you know and score some runs that way I'm not too worried about him having a big batting average you know I'd sooner he 
he tried to hit home runs and popped 15 in a season, then tried to hit a better average and only hit 240 anyway, kind of thing. So really loving Sean Murphy and his big boy home runs. That's going to be a a long running theme, I'm sure, throughout his career. Maybe that needs to be the next banner. Yeah. (laughs) But he's a big boy. Big boy home runs. (laughs) (laughs) A long old poke by Sean Murphy. You always got to love that one. And then yesterday, Saturday, we had those stupid double headers, um, seven inning double headers that I still can't get used to because it just doesn't seem right. Does it? How long is the starter supposed to go? It, oh. Anyways, uh, so yeah, first game was difficult because of Jeffrey's struggles, but talk about resiliency from this A's team. Fought back straight away, 10 1 in game two. I think it was, it was Bassett, wasn't it? He pitched well for us yesterday. Yeah. Very well, yeah. Seven runs, second inning. It's a shame the two games weren't kind of turned around because the first game was the earlier game. I did turn it off. I thought, it's not gone well. I'm going to do the decent thing and turn it off and that will bring us luck. And there we go. We did get a couple of runs late on. We did. And then I (laughs) got really excited. And then I remembered that it was only seven innings. I was like, oh, (laughs) gosh, this is it. There's four innings to go. You know, it's the A's. We've always got a chance. They've only, you know, they've only got, we're only behind three runs or four runs. And then boom. No, it's only seven innings. It'll be interesting to see when we get to the playoffs because obviously there is going to be the potential for, um, although if they're going into Texas, for example, places that have got roofs, we shouldn't have rain outs, but they can't go with seven inning double headers in the playoffs, surely. Oh, God, no. Sure. No. I'd imagine there's plenty of reserved days. You would. Well, I'm not confident. I'm not confident they're that well organised. I think they're just going to fall if they want to get through the playoffs. There have been mm. arguments this week. I know they're trying to argue some sort of bubble for the playoffs, and the players are pushing back on that apparently and don't want it, or or at least didn't want it in the way it was being put forward in terms of them having to um, be in a bubble for over a week before the playoff starts as well, kind of thing. But. Well, they, it's not long though, is it? It's a month yeah. if you're winning it and then an extra week. I think five, I know families are hugely important, but I think five, I believe five weeks is manageable when you see what some, other sports have done. Some um, of them are already apart from their families though, bear that in mind. Mm. Um, oh, I, I, but, I, but I agree with you. Like they, I think you, you, it's, it's, it's a price worth paying in terms of the extra week into it. If, if if it's a week separated from your family, but you've got a significantly better chance of not catching COVID, surely you go with that. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing Major League Baseball has said all along, and this has been part of the issue all the way through in trying to get a season underway, the playoffs brings in a lot of the revenue. So from a player's point of view, look, there is money there, and it's not to put health above money, um, or money above health, more than likely. But that, you know, every, it's in everyone's interest to try and have a full playoffs because that's what everyone wants to do. That's what everyone plays for. And it's a lot of money in it. And so it's for everyone's benefit, you know, is making the sacrifice of not seeing your families, families for a few more weeks. Is it really that big? I don't think so. But it seems like they've sort of come to some sort of agreement now, but still to be decided. But it does look like there's going to be basically a bubble with the National League games taking place in... Houston and Texas and the American League games taking place in the Dodger Stadium and the Padre Stadium, which is fine by me, although not so good for the nighttime starts for us, of course, but we're used to that, aren't we? 
In terms of the season so far, so if we look at it before the A's game on Sunday, the A's are 29 and 16, absolutely rolling along, six and a half games ahead of the Astros, although the way the playoffs work this year, that doesn't really mean so much, which is really annoying. I have a really bad feeling that the Astros are going to make the playoffs, probably even finishing below 500, and then knock us out or go and win the World Series. I'm not going to be happy if that happens. No, 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 no. Not going to happen. We want the Astros. We want the Yankees. We're winning this thing. Let's knock (laughs) them out. Let's get revenge. Come on. Okay. Come on, man. Positivity. Positivity. Here we go. So what about that series where we won four and they won one? Suggests that we're going to lose to the Astros. Redmond doesn't know his arse from his elbow. They'll cheat. They'll find a way to cheat in the playoffs. You know what they're like. We'll be fine. No. It's, we'll it's too quiet. It's the one benefit of, fa- of having no fans. Astros- they can't do any cheating. <laughs> We've got the Astros in our pocket this year. Good. Long may it continue. Yeah, Long may scared. it continue, definitely, yeah. So looking at it, I know it's always dodgy to say as things stand today, but if we were looking at the eight teams in the American League seedings, so Tampa Bay would be first just ahead of the A's and second. Then it's the White Sox, the Twins, the Blue Jays, the Astros, Cleveland Indians and New York Yankees. So first plays eighth. So currently that would be Tampa Bay against the Yankees and we would play Cleveland at the moment. First round is just a best of three low. So at least it's not the ridiculous one game heartbreak like we've had the last two years in the wild card. But still best of three, you know, you could say anything can happen, but nah, I'm confident. We'll be, in we'll be relaxed because it's not a single game. We'll win 2-0. Done and done. Win two now. So we'll potentially win two nil after we've lost the first one. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're just going to win two nil. Win two (laughs) nil. So we'll maybe we'll be, let's say, Cleveland two nil in the first series. And then we would then take on who we take on the winner of the game between the third place and sixth. So that would be potentially the White Sox or the Astros as it is today. So I'll take that. We, 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 We knock. We knock out Cleveland in the first round, then knock out the Astros, then get revenge on the Rays, maybe, in the championship series. I'd prefer yeah, to get revenge on the Yankees, but if, okay. you know, whichever. No, no, guys, it'll all move about. Don't worry about where it is today. We're going we're gonna to get revenge on all three teams. <laughs> we're going to beat the, the Yankees in the ALCS, like I predicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's all looking good for the A's so far in terms of the future playoffs, but we've still got some regular season games to go before we get there. So a good time to look ahead to the week ahead. Starting off on Monday, it should have been an off day for the A's, but we need to travel to Seattle instead. So a stupid seven-inning doubleheader against the Mariners. First game is 10 past 10 UK time, so we may catch the first um, couple of innings of that on Monday, if that's not tempting fate too much. Usually it is, isn't it? But... We'll yeah. see. As, as long as Hannah doesn't watch it. I was going to say, I've got that's <laughs> two, two, two losses and two qu- quick losses in two games. So that's me done now. Okay, banned. Banned from Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday, we are playing in Colorado. So this is a stupid thing where we play two games against Colorado in Oakland earlier in the season. And now we play two in Colorado. Why we didn't play four in one go, who knows? But, yeah, so Tuesday Marcus. and Wednesday in Colorado. Wednesday's game is a day game. So that's 10 past eight Yay. in the UK. So a good one on Wednesday. Had a quick look. I don't think there's too many football crashes or anything like that on the Wednesday. But um, 
Then Thursday, we've got a blessed day off. This team really needs a day off. So that's good news for the A's to have a day off. And then Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you know what it is, Dom. It's the Baybridge series. It certainly is. We swept those losers up three to nothing earlier on in the season. And now we're going to take the prize, take the trophy, we're gonna, we're gonna start the, the double. First, the first trophy of our infamous double. Yes. How many games do we need to, to win to secure? Just Is one. it just one? Oh, yeah. nice. We're yeah, going to so, win it on Friday night. Yeah. Maybe we yes. should stay up for it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're 3-0 up. So we need to, we need to find out if it gets presented that night if we win. Will it do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, we definitely. Need to find that out. Yeah. Yes. What I do know is that so Friday's game is a night game, but Saturday and Sunday are both day games. They both start one uh, ten past one local time, so ten past nine in the UK on Saturday and Sunday. So we shall be watching both of those and celebrating our Bay Bridge series, the first part of the double for the A's in twenty twenty. Can't wait for that one. And uh, yeah, I don't know. The Giants they could still make the playoffs actually, even though they're rubbish. That's how the season is going, but <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that. that we'll, they, they, they might well make the playoffs, but there'll be cannon fodder in them. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good news for all of us. So there we are. That's the week ahead. And any other baseball from you two guys, Dom, I believe you've got some podcast yes. news, podcast so, giveaways. Uh, so, yes. So we forgot last week mm. um, about the podcast giveaways, which was my fault because I was newly back from holiday and hadn't thought it through. Uh, and I've also not what, actually posted <laughs> the, uh, the, the pods and the prizes. Um, and the prize won immediately before I went on holiday. I've still not posted. So we will announce the winner from the time before, which was Phil Prune. Um, he, he sent us two tweets now. He sent us an original tweet full of uh, puns and then sent a second tweet also uh, suggesting people listen to us but bemoaning the fact that we'd forgotten about the competition. <laughs> so um, so Phil certainly deserves the prize, I think, this uh, this week. Um, so Phil, get in touch with me direct at Big Bad Clarky and um, I will take your address and I'll get that and the prize from the week before or several weeks before because of my holiday apologies everyone sent out this week um in other uh sorry before I go on to other AOB uh, other baseball news um the prize for this week won't be simply for um for recommending our pod and giving us reviews because I think everyone who listens has probably given us a review now or recommended us. <laughs> so I was thinking it might be fun um, for us to start making up songs. I always like trying to apply European sort of football chanting to baseball. It amuses me and, uh, and they love it as well um, when we go over there. So I'm looking for the best football chant stroke song for one of our players. Obviously, we've already got a Chapman one. We've got kind of a Mania one. Uh, and we've got a, we've got a shout for uh, Liam in Aussie 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 oi oi oi. So uh, if we can come up with a new one for someone else, um, we'll send you some goodies. We've got mugs, we've got coasters, we've got pins, we've got patches, we've got stickers. So uh, little goodie packs will be coming out. So send us your suggestions for uh, football songs for baseball players in the A's. Uh, and then moving on, uh, just really briefly, 
into any other baseball. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? <laughs> Don't ask us. Uh, that Mike Connor's going to hit a walk-off home run in the World Series. I'm glad you've learned this now, Hannah. Who's on base? <laughs> Tommy Rostella. And? I can't remember who the other one was. I'll, I'll know when I edit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hannah, you go, and I'll see if I can remember what my other one was. <laughs> uh, my any other baseball was, I thought, um, I really enjoyed Roberto Clemente Day that they did uh, this week. Um, and I thought it was great that players from Puerto Rico got to wear the number 21 and it was Machine was wearing it yes. for, for us. So um, I, I really, I thought that was a really good um, good thing. Um, yes, and there's certainly been a bit of a call on the back of that to potentially retire the number as the 42 is for Jackie Robinson yeah. across yeah. Major League. So, you know, yeah. he's such a, a legendary figure, not just for those players from the country, but his humanitarian efforts and yeah. the tragic way he lost his life. So that would definitely be a good idea. What was your other idea, Don? Uh, uh, sorry, it was serious. So I don't yeah. know if we want to end on a serious one, but um, just wishing everyone well. The uh, the, the wildfires and the smoke um, led to some really dystopian scenes this, this week from the Bay Area. And I hope, you know, I'm praying for rain for you guys um, out there really hope that they can get that under control and it can't be healthy being out there so try and stay indoors as much as you can hopefully things are improving very quickly because that's a really scary situation for everyone to have to deal with particularly alongside all of the other scary stuff going on at the moment and certainly from a uk point of view covid is going to shit brexit is going to shit but thankfully, we Who have knew? baseball. This is what I'm going for. This is, this is not a negative ending. This is a good ending. We have baseball. We have the wonderful Oakland A's, the great thing in our lives that cheers us up, however bad everything else is in this world, and things are very bad otherwise. We have the Oakland A's. We have NFL coming back. We have football coming back. This is why we love sport, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Sport is life, I think. That's a good note to end on. It is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Well, thank you guys for joining me as always. Thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Do subscribe where you enjoy your podcast from if you haven't done so already. And don't forget to follow us on all of the social media platforms at Oakland Day UK on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube.